Here we go. It's the big one. It's Watford against Norwich City. And uh, big games mean big guests. Delighted to be joined by the Watford correspondent for The Athletic, Adam Leventhal. Adam, uh, 20 minutes or so of preview content coming up. Have the nerves set in yet? Um, you know what? I think they just they just arrived, just as you were talking about <laughs> it. Then. They literally just sort of washed, washed over me. Um, yeah, it's going to be a nervy night. Um, I think the sort of conditioning that we've had having played Newcastle last Saturday, um, sort of preparing for a really edgy game will hopefully um, prepare not only the fans, but also the players for another another scrap tomorrow night. So, yeah, it is nervy. Let's not we can't hide from it. it there's a lot riding on this one, isn't there? Absolutely. Of course, you you were meant to play Burnley on, mm. was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, that got Tuesday. postponed due to Burnley's COVID situation. Is, is that a, a blessing in disguise that that game got postponed or, or do you see it as a hindrance? I I guess we'll only know when, when we see how they turn up um, tomorrow night. But I think my gut feeling is it's probably advantageous because it gives um, the new signings that Watford have brought in an extra week to bed in and also for you know any tired legs to to recover a little bit better there was part of me that thought you know in that sort of siege mentality way of having Newcastle Burnley and Norwich within the space of 6 days that they would want to almost carry that momentum having scored late against Newcastle straight into the game um at Burnley on Tuesday and I think we probably would have beaten Burnley on Tuesday um but I think maybe for the the preparation and the freshness, it's probably probably a good thing that it was called off because it, it was obviously a rearranged game and the you know the Premier League plonking that game in between <laughs> Newcastle and Norwich was a bit like yeah. guys you do realise that that you've just turned that into the week from hell, um, but so maybe there is a, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of fortune that it that that COVID did put paid to it again. It's likely that a lot of Norwich fans may only watch Watford a couple of times a season, and that's when they play Norwich City. Now, well, hang on, we're the great entertainers. Why are they not watching us every week? Well, I, well one, we don't watch match of the day because we've been losing every week, but that's a big point. Um, but you, you, and also you rocked up to Carrow Road earlier in the season and 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 taught us a lesson in in Premier League football. So you're not in our in our sort of. Christmas card list at the moment. No. Um, what's changed since that point? It's always busy at Watford, but it, it feels a particularly chaotic season for you, you know, even by your standards. Um, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit because it's not quite as chaotic as it has been. We've had more chaos than this. <laughs> I, I sort of look back to the 2019-20 season and we were into our third head coach by that yes, point that is true you know we only we've only had two this season and Claudio Ranieri despite the fact that they have lost um you know they lost six games in a row similar to your run prior to Everton we lost six games in a row prior to the the draw against Newcastle um obviously you know since beating you in September there was a change of head coach from Shisco Munoz and I think the the thinking at that point was Shisco Munoz, lovely guy, smiley, happy, you know, effervescent. But maybe the the side needed a little bit more authority and more leadership. And that's what Claudio Ranieri, the intention was for him to come in and do that. But then 
we had a wretched run. I think you probably had you've had a run where you play all the big guns in a row, yeah. and it's very very difficult. And and Watford had that, and within that there were encouraging performances. It didn't start off well against Liverpool. They lost 5-0 in his first game and everyone was thinking, oh God, <laughs> what was happening? But then subsequent to that, the, the whipping boys of the division, Everton, we beat them 5-2. And after that, it was a little bit, it was a little bit hit and miss, but there was another victory against against Manchester United. So even though Watford have been on a bad run, there have been some encouraging signs. So <sighs> Yeah, it's not all it's not all doom and gloom and it's not sort of it, it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel quite as chaotic as maybe people from the outside think um or maybe it, it might appear due to the results if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I assume by that you mean you you score a lot of goals, you also yeah. concede a lot of goals. Mm. Has there been any type of improvement in terms of your defensive displays under Ranieri? Um yeah, well, yes, there has. There, there, There's there no has confidence been. in that answer. No, no. But in the, in the last, the thing with it is, and this is this is where it, you know it's difficult to explain it at times because the the defensive line has not necessarily had the investment that that Watford fans would have liked in it. I think it's probably a similar story to, to Norwich, to be honest, in that central defensive areas. Um, and they brought in um, Nicholas and Kulu from. Um, uh, from from Italy, experienced Cameroon international, and he he came in and he made a real big difference in three games, and then he got injured. So then they had to wait until the January transfer window to bring in more reinforcements, and that was very much needed. And the game against Newcastle saw the three new signings. I'm sure we'll talk about them more, but they've they've now started to sort of look a little bit more solid. They played against Tottenham on New Year's Day. They played quite a defensive um, shape. Uh, you know, the 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 two the two midfielders, the two number two number eights were tucking in uh, by the right back and the left back. So they were very very solid. And they only, only lost in the last minute against Newcastle. They defended pretty well, and it was only one defensive make that uh, de- defensive mistake that let Alan Sam Maximan in. So there has been there has been encouraging signs that they are doing they are doing better, but. Overall, they haven't kept a clean sheet all season, and there is always that that nagging doubt that they are going to have to score at least two goals to win a game. Let's talk about them signings there. You, you briefly mentioned them. I, I think a lot of Norwich fans often forget it's the January transfer window because it's just been so quiet for us. But you have dipped in to the market. Just talk us through uh, the new lads that that, that will be wearing uh, the Watford shirt for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, one of the themes for Watford has been that they needed um, a new left back. Um, Danny Rose, I think it was, played at at, um, at your place and he's effectively been bombed out and it's not worked out for him. So they needed to bring a new left back in because Adam Messina is currently at the Africa Cup of Nations. So they brought in um, Hassan Kamara, who uh, was at Nice. They signed him. He looks very mobile, very skillful. Um happy to go both ways you know back back and forth and uh, and defend well so he's come in he played against Newcastle and he looks like a good acquisition in central defense Samir who is um he was playing at Udinese for for six seasons and they used that Udinese connection to bring him in he made a very solid debut didn't really didn't really notice him too much um but you know 
I sort of kept a, a keen eye on him and he did everything that you would expect from him, looked organised, didn't look out of place, you know, played the percentages, was dominant in the air, in the air powerful pace. So he looks good and that helped. Um, and then the third signing, which was maybe the most surprising, um, and there has been a fourth one, which I'll tell you about in a minute, but the third one that actually featured against Newcastle, Edo Kayembe, he came in from Belgium. Cas uh, Eupen is the team. And he's looked really good um, in that first game. He basically slotted in, hit the ground running, very organised. Um, he played as a number six, so sort of more withdrawn midfield role, just popping the ball around, looked comfortable, bringing it forward, playing balls in behind as well, So and breaking play as well. So he was a really, a really good acquisition too. And then they're in the process of confirming. I don't know if it's been confirmed whilst we've we've started, but they've also brought in an extra attacking player, uh, Samuel Kalou from, um, where did they sign him? Uh, blank. Uh, yeah, from Bordeaux. And um, he is going to be an extra attacking element. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to be in the squad for, for the game against Norwich. I don't think they've actually announced it yet. I don't think they have. Um but he's not going to be involved. But they've they've also strengthened with with another attacking element to the side, which will, which will help down the line, you know, beyond this this Norwich game. So they have strengthened. They've done what the fans have wanted. Which are, is that is that in contrast to to your boys? Well, well, we haven't signed anyone, and and nor have we sold anyone. I, I think the probably the expectation was maybe something around Todd Cantwell. And mm. there's, there's still time there. We we shall see. I, he's travelled to Watford, so whether he. He makes the, the the starting eleven is another um, question. When I saw the fixture list and saw that we were playing um, Watford during the African Cup of Nations, I assumed yeah. that that would make a big impact. And I was talking to Chris in the lead up to this preview, saying, you know, have you got questions down about the African Cup of Nations? And I was reading your your articles on the Athletic. What's going on with your kind of African players? And because some haven't travelled, am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. Um... There are three that have gone. Um, Imran Luza and Adam Messina have gone with Morocco and William Trustekong has gone with Nigeria. Um, and then Ishmael Assar would have gone, but he picked up um, a knee ligament injury. And there is still a hope from his point of view and an acceptance from the club that if he does recover for the latter stages, then he will be able to go. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, yeah, Emmanuel Dennis was initially called up and then there was a bit of a hoo-ha over whether he was called up in time and he was then excused from going, which was a real bonus because if Watford had, you know, obviously lost Ishmael Assar, which they have anyway, but due to injury, but also lost Emmanuel Dennis, who's scored five goals, this, uh, sorry, eight goals this season, um, that would have been a real blow. But he's he's now here and it's not been as disruptive as 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 they would have feared, really. So... It's actually, it's not been too much of a hindrance. Absolutely. Uh, let's get some comments. Uh, our good friend Simon Thomas, uh, two broadcasting titans, <laughs> uh, Reeven Leathers, cheering the pre-Friday night football fact. Good to have you <laughs> along, Simon. Uh, I hope Hello, you're Simon. well. Um, this game, of, of course, on, on the television tomorrow, Adam, it, it, it makes it feel slightly bigger, doesn't it? Friday, people will be watching. I'm not going to say is it make or break for Watford, but... It certainly feels in the Norwich camp that if we were to lose this game, yeah, that that could be a, a kind of a big hindrance going forwards. What's the feeling like in the Watford camp? I think they're looking at this and they know that they have to they have to win and they should win. That's basically the the long and short of it, really. 
Um, I think they will have taken notice of the fact that, you know, you picked up uh, what looked like a, actually a hard-fought victory over Everton. And yeah. and obviously the, the narrative around that is, oh, you know, they've, they've beaten Everton who were in disarray and Rafa Benitez has gone. So you don't sort of look too much into it. But by all accounts, what Michael Bailey was saying that, you know, you played well and you deserve the victory. And, and you also had to show resilience when they came back into it. Um, so from Watford's point of view, you know, they looked at this week in its entirety with the three games thinking, you know, if you can avoid defeat in all of them, then that would be positive. But you need to pick up at least one win. Um, obviously, the Burnley game went. So now it's all on all on Norwich at home and to try and pick up that victory. Because if they can, I think the the gap in terms of games, you've played 21, Watford have played 19. You know, that would be a four-point gap to you with still two games in hand. Um, and it also opens up a gap on on Newcastle, who are away at Leeds, and uh, Burnley, who are away at Arsenal. So, you know, the gap could be, what, 17? It would be four to Norwich, uh, simple maths, uh, five to Newcastle, and six to Burnley. Quick maths. Um, so, yeah, I think... it. <laughs> For both sides, they're thinking this is an opportunity. You know, we've been playing difficult sides and we've not been winning. Watford will just simply be looking at this and going, right, this is a big chance. Friday night at home, they haven't played at home for a while, under the lights at Vicarage Road, which always adds an, an extra atmosphere. And they will think, well, we've got enough to beat Norwich. We beat them away, we can beat them at home, and we we're probably a stronger side than we were then. Norwich have scored 10 goals this season, which is a, a pitiful kind of return. And, yeah. and comparing that to, to Watford and many other kind of teams in and around there, it's it's a poor return. Despite that, we scored two in, in our last um, game out. How did Norwich hurt Watford? I think that's the key thing that, that well, Dean Smith will hopefully be on top of and, and we'll, be, we'll be well aware of the weaknesses. But for those that maybe haven't watched Watford week in, week out, what can we expect and where do the weaknesses lie? It's difficult, to, it's difficult at the moment because they are sort of transitioning into a slightly more organised, better defensive side. But I would say that, you know, trying to, to, to get, maybe get Craig Cathcart turning who is maybe the, the weaker element of the central defensive partnership, um, which actually, just just thinking about it, that's how your goal came against uh, against Watford. Um, I can't remember who played the ball in. Was it Norm? Was it Norman? It was Norman into Puki. Yeah, so Norman into Puki. Yeah. So there was just a little bit of, of uncertainty. Mm. And I think that there is always that chance that if you can get him turning, playing the ball in quick. I mean, I, I look back at Norwich, you know, last season and the season before as well, when we played you in, in the Premier League, just those little balls in that, that Buendia could just pop in behind and Puki was there, that that brought Puki to life, didn't it? So if 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 there can be some more of that, I, I would have thought just for the rest of your season anyway, then that would obviously help your cause. Um, and, you know, there, there's, I think in terms of the, the two fullbacks that Watford have, they're very, very good going forward. Um, maybe I'm sort of, being unfair with Kamara because we've we've seen him once against Newcastle and he did do well going the other way as well. Kiko Femenia is lightning quick down the right hand side, but he's not as good in the other direction. So perhaps down you know the the Norwich left, then there might be some might be some joy if you if you can get the ball um, in and around um, Kiko Femenia, you know, and you know a few overloads here and there. Then maybe that might be an opportunity for you. But I hope. 
I hope you absolutely balls it up at every turn. To be honest. <laughs> and on that note, we'll, we'll go away from the game slightly. Millions have been entertained by Ben Foster's uh, antics with the the GoPro and the goal uh, over the past couple of seasons. I know you've you've written a couple of stories about the behind the scenes and some of the trials and tribulations of that. I'm just intrigued, like what the Watford fans think of the YouTube channel and the and the maybe behind the scenes look they get at it because it's all well and good when you're winning. Maybe a bit tougher for Ben to sell it when you're losing. Yeah, I think that um, there was a few things that happened which which went beyond just a, a perception of whether you know he should be doing it or shouldn't be doing it. Whereby the Liverpool game, the first game under Claudio Ranieri, he'd he'd invited some people. Um, it was some punter, some. Um, I can't, what's he, what's he, like a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Paddy, like a, yeah, that's yeah, right. He sounds like a Viz character. I don't know what his name is. Paddy, 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 Interesting haircut, hasn't he? Yeah, I can't, what, whoever he is. Yeah. And he was, it was just a bit misguided and it suggested or gave people the, the, um, gave people the perception that maybe he's just sort of, maybe prioritising things a little bit too much towards YouTube. And look, I understand it. And, and he is he's focusing on what he wants to do next. He's got people working with him and alongside him and he's enjoying it and he's doing a good podcast and he's doing the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but I think that maybe and, and subsequent to that, it has slowed down a bit and okay. he's he's sort of taken he's reined it in a little bit. He's been doing a few videos recently since he's since he's come back into the side. But when he was injured, he wasn't doing it as much. Um, but yeah, it, look, it, on the whole, it's a lot of fun. But I think just when it starts to impinge on the private areas of of training grounds and, and maybe putting a camera in people's faces that don't necessarily want to have it in their face, that's where you potentially might sort of encounter a little bit of, oh, mate, can you just sort of, can you just chill out a little bit? But look, Ben Foster, he does a lot of great things in terms of charity. He's a very effervescent character, really good, good bloke on the whole. And, you know, he comes across very, very well. And I watched the, the last... I think it was the one before last, and you know he's 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 enjoying his life, and he's enjoying being a footballer, and you know to to sort of pour scorn on that too much is 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 unnecessary. But I can understand why some people just sort of want to just just keep it in check a little bit, keep it in yeah. check. Don't let it run away with itself a little bit too much, but especially when you're in the last year of your contract and you go look. Just, just, just focus on the football for the for the yeah. for the last few months, you know. Absolutely. Um, of course, both clubs under under different management since since we last met. Who do you think benefits the most out of that? In will Norwich fans be more confident playing Watford under Ranieri, or, or are Watford fans looking and going, oh, Dean Smith? Think we think we can maybe get the better of him? Yeah, I think I always like look. I always thought that that Daniel Farker turned out really, really good footballing sides and you played, played well. I thought I was, I was, I was interested watching you against, uh, against Watford in September. And I just thought, I, I thought I was surprised that you hadn't bought some, some meaty Premier League experience. Yeah, and yeah. you looked a little bit, you looked championshipy, yeah. and And I thought, mm, that's, that's wh where you're lacking. Um, I and like that word, some... championshipy. I think that's a good way of <laughs> summing it up. Yeah, you looked, you looked like a newly promoted side. Watford didn't really look. They looked like you know we we had some. We obviously had some great attacking players. 
still the fragility at that point at the back, and that has remained. But, you know, the likes of Musa Sissoko coming in, Uri Kutska, big lads in the midfield, and, you know, a bit of a bit of meat in there. Um, so in, in terms of the, you know, who who's benefiting and is it better to play a, a Ranieri-Watford? I think Watford are a better proposition under Claudio Ranieri than they were under Shisco Munoz. There's a little bit more depth to it. Um, they look good going forward. And yeah, I, but look, Dean Smith has got you playing a more, he's, he's been pragmatic and gone, look, stop. Stop messing around with it. Round up. Just get it forward. Get it. Get it. Get it forward. Be more direct. Try and ask more questions of opposition. It's not. It's. It's like old school Graham Taylor football. It's like, come on, get the ball forward. We're not going to score a goal in our own half. So let's try and you know speculate to accumulate. And and that's what happened with, you know, the, those Everton goals. Get forward. It's what it was Williams bombing bombing forward down the down the left and. Um, I was Ida in there, sort of gambling, yeah. proper striker's goal. You know, you've got you've got to get stuck in if you got if you're gonna fight. And amazingly, you know, no one's cut adrift at the bottom. It's really tight there. You it's know. remarkable. So everyone's been losing games, and it means that it's turned it into a little mini league. And that's what really ramps up the the pressure on this game because there's you sort of feel like Watford and Norwich aren't gonna win the the amount of games that they would like to win which is usually over the course of the season to stay up, you want to win at least sort of 10, 11 games. Yeah. What? You've won three, what for the one four? There's a long way to go. So, um, yeah, you've got to pick pick up a win in this one. Adam, Adam, what I can't work out is looking at Watford's form, how you've remained so jolly. I thought I'd, I thought I'd get a more <laughs> uh, uh, sort of downtrodden Adam Leventhal tonight, but you, you seem quite jubilant with things. Well, we drew at the weekend, <laughs> which, which in itself is just quite a nice thing to do when you when you when you only either win well and win big. So we beat yeah. Everton five two, beat Man United four one, beat Aston Villa on the opening day, and then beat your boys three one. So you remember them vividly. That there aren't that many, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I enjoy watching some of the Watford players at the moment. I'm enthused to see, you know, Emmanuel Dennis, boxer tricks. Really exciting. I'm sure he will go in the summer and he will go to a bigger and, and better club. Um, Joao Pedro, for example, he's a kid still, but he has got he is aggressive. He he's got a leap on him, as we saw it against Newcastle. He's got all the tricks. He's comfortable on the ball, and it's a joy to watch him. Joshua King, speedy, likes to hold the ball up, loves to get forward. And then in midfield, you've got Sissoko as the sort of the midfield general, loves to carry the ball forward. Can't shoot for 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 anything, um, and then there's some ex- other exciting players. You know, then there's new players, so you're enthused to see these new players coming in, and you go, well, yeah, okay. Trying to keep you, trying to sort of hold your nerve a little bit, and that's what Watford have done with Ranieri. Oh, you know, we've lost what I think his run was nine defeats out of eleven. Yeah. You go, well, usually for a Watford manager, that is, you know, tin tack. See you later, um, but. He's he's stuck around. They've held their nerve. They've gone. No, come on. Incremental improvements, slightly here. Yeah, there's been a few doubts here and there, but come on. Let's just hold our nerve. Come into these games. We've got a point. We need to get three more against against your boys. Sorry. I mean, you, we're both thinking the same thing, aren't we? Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised that you're not more. I'm trying to grind you down here. This yeah, is you are. So you? It's not happening. I'm just I'm just surprised that you're not more concerned that these apparent performances have not translated into results. I know you got the draw against Newcastle, but you look over the last sort of 10, 
11 games, the, the return of points has been poor. Are you not worried that that will continue? Um, there's always the fear that that it that it will, but the the reason the reason they've brought in the new players is to plug the gaps to make the side better. And in the performance against Newcastle, they were better because they plugged those gaps. But also, they knew up until that point that they have been in games and they've been able to score goals, which is the most difficult thing. Um, so. And also the run of games, I think they played the I think they played all of the top seven in those eleven games. So you don't really budget for points in those games. And yes, there were there were slips against Brentford and against Southampton, two two sides that you've beaten this season. Um, and they weren't great against West Ham, but that was after 17 days off with COVID. So there was mitigation. Tottenham, they lost in the last minute, which which was absolute, you know. Mm. It was a shitter, um, which was, but, and, you know, that would have been the first clean sheet of the season. And then they only conceded one against Newcastle. So they're, they're not far away. They they are not far away from being competitive in, in every game. So for example, you know, against Manchester City, they only lost 3-1. Watford's record against Manchester City prior to that was basically, you know, they, in the last four games, they'd scored 78 goals and Watford had scored none, basically. Um and against Chelsea, they were very close to beating Chelsea and they beat Manchester United. They were close against Arsenal. They were competitive against Leicester. So there were signs that they can, you know, they can mix it. They can mix it with bigger and better sides. So but what they have to do now, they have to get points against, you know, they've got a point against Newcastle away, which is tough in a game that they were building up to, you know, this is the start of our season, but they weren't really up to much. And now against Norwich, again, a big, big game, but they have to be focused. They have to be on it. I, I was really hoping I'd jump on here this evening and 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 speak to you and feel confident going into tomorrow's game. But <laughs> you, you've taken all of that out of me. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. With, with that being said, give me a score prediction then. Let, let's let's cut to the chase here because you, you sound optimistic um, and that worries me. Um, so you've played 21 games and you conceded 45 goals, right? You didn't so, need to repeat that. No, I know. I think, Don't go into the goal scored column either. No, yeah, it's unfair. Sorry, I do apologise. Well, look, if, we, if we're talking about um, omens, there's two ways of looking at, at Watford's record against Norwich. Watford have won the last five games and runs do come to an end. So maybe, maybe this is your time and maybe you might get a result and maybe you might be able to carry in some momentum from that, you know, heartening victory against Everton. However, I think that Watford will look at this, look at this game, have the ability to, to hurt Norwich. I think they will score. I think Watford will score two. Okay. And I would love to think Watford would keep a clean sheet against Norwich. Um but I think maybe the nerves might might get the better of them. I'm going for a two-one win to Watford. Okay, uh, not as not as uh, bad as I thought that that may be. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for coming on. Where can uh, where can people find you if they don't already know about you? Uh, at my house. Yeah. Whereabouts? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, on yeah, on on social media, I'm uh, I'm what I am there. I think yeah, Adam Leventhal right, yeah. on Twitter. I'm Adam Leventhal Insta on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm on the Athletic. Check me out on there. And uh, yeah, 
you see me around, come say hello. Absolutely. And enjoy, yeah, look, I hope they I hope the game is I hope the game is good. And to be to all the Norwich fans, look, as I as we I think we mentioned at the beginning, I've got a soft spot for Norwich because of the link with the Tales from the City books and all that sort of stuff. And and speaking to you boys, you know, I hope at some point after today you you get back to your sort of your zombie nation feel good factor. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily have to be back in the championship where you enjoy yourself a lot more than, than you do in the Premier League. But, you know, I hope things I hope things go well because it's a good club and, and good people attached to it. So so good luck for the rest of the season after Friday. That's very kind. Uh, pleasure to speak to you, as always, Adam. Uh, I'm sure the battle will be a good one tomorrow night. Nice one. Take care.